Hello there, D&D aficionados and good peoples of the role-playing pantheon. Welcome to... Part 2 A Crimson Nid podcast that will journey with four wayward adventurers into the heart of the Southlands, a land of mystery and adventure, where riches and dangers await those brave enough to cross the wild expanses. My name is Stacy, and my player and game master handle is Dagaba. The campaign setting is Southlands from Cobalt Press. We are using the D&D 5e rule set, and we game using Fantasy Grounds Virtual Tabletop. So, no more to be said. Let's just sit back, stay tuned, and enjoy. And it also looked like your brother also looked very unkempt, as, as if he hadn't been grooming himself well. Okay. Okay. I'm going to bring us all back. We're back. Of a sudden, you find yourselves together once more holding hands and that green dust, continued greenish gray smoke continues to swirl about you. And as it continues to swirl about you, I'm now taking clicker. Bye, clicker. Nice knowing Bye-bye. you. Yeah. Don't drink the Kool-Aid. Again, clicker, when the greenish gray smoke wafts away, you feel yourself being yanked and jerked about. Your head aches in pain as your brain sloshes in your skull. You feel like vomiting. that you hear echoing in your rattling skull resolves into an image in front of you. It's another Hujin, another Ravenfolk. The image of the Hujin begins to clear up and although you didn't recognize that voice, you immediately, immediately recognize your father. Your father continues to speak and his black eyes burst alight with black fire. Seek Ari Kalini Quicker. Deliver the spark to her. What was the name? Okay. With your father's last words, the black fire in his eyes begins to get larger and larger and larger until his entire head is casting black fiery light. And as that black fire grows, you can feel a pain in your forearm. You can feel blood pulsing and flowing down. And when you look, your flowing blood has taken the shape of a dagger in your hand. Where the blood that has dripped from you, where the, where the blood that has dripped from your body, the words have formed on the ground, perbestet. Give me a roll of 1d4. Okay, uh, give yourself one slashing damage. The vision ends as quickly as it happens and you find yourself once more with your three companions, still in the circle, still holding hands, but in your one hand, the hand that is connected to the person who is on your left, 
The bloody dagger is still there. Do you do anything while your companion's attention seems elsewhere? The, the last part I, I didn't hear because I accidentally dragged my HP amount on top of my constitution, which changed the constitution to three. Oh, fart. Okay, I just, uh, yeah, I just had to change it. But I, I remember because I had just rolled uh, a constitution check and I remember that it was 16. Okay. Um, so what was the last thing? Uh, she comes back and the dagger is still yeah, in her so hand? Yeah, so you're back once more with your with your other three companions as the gray, greenish-gray smoke still swirling. But you, you can feel that even though you're holding hands with the person to your left, that your bloody dagger is there as well. That dagger formed of blood is also in your hand. Do you do anything while that while your companion's attention seems elsewhere? I think she's just extremely surprised and is going to try to drop it. You're also aware that with conscious thought, you're also able, you know intuitively now, how to call forth that dagger and also how to cause that da dagger to, ba to banish it, which is inside your actions. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that's that's what happens. She, she wants to drop it. She wants to get rid of it. And that thought alone is enough to cause make it, it disappear. disappear. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'm going to drag you back and I'm going to steal Thorn. Okay, Starlight so Court. You're next. Yes. No, not. I'm hiding. <laughs> not me. <laughs> nice try. Okay. Oh, good. When the greenish gray smoke wafts away, <clears throat> you find yourself standing alone amongst sandy dunes. And from the dune in front of you, you can hear what is now a very familiar sound of skittering and clacking. The sound is coming closer. A huge black scorpion crests the dune in front of you, and sitting in a chair on its back, you see a humanoid dressed in black. The scorpion stops at the top of the dune, and the sitting humanoid slowly raises his left arm, pointing its hand at you. Then it speaks. Thorn, I want the spark. He stops in mid-sentence. It quickly stands up from the chair, looking to the south. Every sound of nature and the world stops, and there is utter silence. Into the silence, you hear it speak again. Interference. Who? The image of the huge scorpion in it and its rider shatters into thousands of tiny black scorpions, exploding outwards and then imploding inwards. And in those moments, you hear a fading voice. Bring the spark to the city of Scorpion's Thorn. And with the fading voice, the thousands of scorpions that are disappearing into the sand form another shape. A shape that you recognize as Tomzino. In bed, asleep and spooning with a woman that you don't recognize. This image shifts its point of view, bringing Tomazino's face closer into view, as if something is skittering closer to view your brother's face. 
That image disappears as the last black scorpion digs into the sand. You find yourself alone once more, and the sounds of the desert return. Any questions? You're gonna confuse the heck out of me. <laughs> Would you Just like saying. Me? There you go. He, I, I he's already he's already confused, and if you're gonna drag him into this channel, his head's gonna explode. I'm I'm sending you uh, the words that the voice had spoken to you. Oh, that'd be good. Thank you. And I'll just send you this last bit of t text here, the last vision that you s you see. Okay, and then that gre greenish gray smoke once more grabs you up again, and you find yourself holding hands once more with your three companions. And you had noticed as you come back to yourself and you kind of sh shake your s uh, eyes as that, that greenish gray smoke continues and dust continues to waft around you. For a moment there, it seemed like Clicker had been holding something, but it disappeared in that moment. Okay. Now, the, na the name of my brother, is that one I came up with? I no, can't remember. you didn't come up with anything, so I chose it. You came up with your oh. mother and your father. But you didn't come up with a name for your sister or your brother, so I, I picked one. All right. Well, I'm going to get that changed. Thank you. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's totally fine. But the main point was was you seeing your brother. Because you said Tom Zeno. I'm going, who the freak is Tom Zeno? Uh-huh. I know. Okay. I'm going to go grab Volga. All right. Next one to suffer, Volga. I, I already did. You're going to suffer again. Oh, God. When the greenish-gray smoke wafts away, Volga, you hear sounds of nature that are f crazy familiar, a smell that is crazy familiar. The apple glade back in the hills of Firwalden. You recognize that you're in the western edge of the apple glade, where the crunchy apples grow. Voices distract you as memories of this place are solidifying. The one voice you recognize immediately is Kerr, your father, but the other? You do not know. There. Over there. You can see your father's wide shoulders, but you can't see who he's speaking with. Your point of view is odd. It doesn't seem like you're looking from your own eyes, your own body. What is going on? A breathy voice speaks. What was that? It seemed like the wind was talking to you. The vision of your father's back changes and you scamper along a tree's branch, leap to another branch and continue to scamper. The view of your father returns and you see he is speaking with a human female dressed in the garb of a sailor. There is an odd tattoo below her eye. And there's an odd shape to her eyes. I couldn't find a picture with of the, of the tattoo, but I, I'll... I'll send you something later about what the tattoo looks like. But this is what the woman looks like. Kerr continues to speak to her. Amigo, I need your promise that you will not be harmed. Amigo begins to pace in front of your father. That odd-looking female sailor replies. Mr. Celeste, what do you ask? No, I no do. 
cannot do. Please, Amiko, you do be my son. The five foot six inch Amiko stops her pacing in front of your father, and she and your father grasp each other's forearms in, a, in an odd handshake. Car, I no promise this. You ask big favor, but me, me life, you, oh debt I do. Amiko kneels in front of your father and bows her head. No promise I make, but I try. The image of this oriental female fades, and you again hear the whispering wind. There is a path to find Serge. His freedom can be bought with the spark. The voice fades, the vision fades, and you once more find yourself hands grasping your three companions. Okay. Uh, there are two comments or questions. Yes. One is, um, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Wholeheartedly. Uh, the second one is, could I tell like how old my father was in this vision? Yes, you could tell this was when you'd only been in the Apple Glade for a very short amount of time, more or less the establishment of the Apple Glade, so it was still quite new when your when your parents were still around before they before they passed away. Okay, got it. Thanks. Okay. I'm going to take you back now. Okay, we're back. Last one, Norbit. You're wasting your time. <laughs> oh well, I guess so. Okay. When the greenish-gray smoke wafts away. How? How can you have a feeling like this? Such an odd sensation. But you feel like... You are a dancing wave that is moving in a pattern. This feels so familiar. And when you pull back from these feelings, you see a familiar shape, a familiar symbol shaped in the ocean's water. A symbol you've seen before. Do you remember? Swimming in a deceptive pond with that tiny gibbet in its center? Lady of Sirens, goddess of all waters. Yamaja. You lose yourself racing. You lose yourself racing just over the ocean waves along a coast that is very familiar to your time growing up with Mr. Miyagi. And then you are diving down below the surface to slow before an underwater temple. All sorts of marine life swim lazily about the temple, a celebration of the sea. In the center of the temple, you see a very large altar. The altar has the shape of a heart. A magnificent female voice whispers in your mind, overwhelming your senses, a voice that you recognize from only a few days ago. My child without a people, young and alone Norbit, that spark is a corruption. It must, it must be destroyed. Your vision focuses on the altar, 
and you watch as it opens to reveal an empty cavity. In your vision you see a humanoid form. Is that one of those asshole Sahaugans? Those bastards that constantly hassled you and Mr. Miyagi? The Sahaugan opens a small chest. It carries. A necrotic light radiates out, burning the sea humanoid. Its flesh bubbles as it, as it swims into the cavity and deposits the spark it carries. The, the voice continues to speak. Here, it can be destroyed in orbit. Bring it. Do not let the corrupted light of one of my children find hold in your world. And again, your vision passes out as you see the altar as it gets smaller and smaller as you seem to be moving quickly back away as the vision fades and you find yourself once more holding hands with your three companions. Any questions? Nope. I'm going to send you the text that she spoke. That's the text she spoke. And that's a little bit more of the text I was saying. Okay. All right. I'm going to bring you bring you back. We're back. We are. Lots of questions. Hey, you didn't give me the um, text of the description at the start. You got the uh, speech bubbles, but that was it. You want all of that? Well, the description would be nice. Okay. Uh, here, I'll pass that to you. Thank you. That's enough. That should be enough. Oh, by the way, yep. you need to check my um, my history because that information you just made up was already there. In what? Okay. Uh, maybe I will have to look. <laughs> Shoot. Check the okay. Google Doc. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was two docs and maybe I looked in the wrong one. Far out. Okay. It's all good. So the sound and the, the greenish-gray smoke finishes moving away, or, or finishes its spinning. And as it finishes its spinning, you find yourself standing back in the... You, you find yourself standing back in the clearing where the old... Let me stop that noise. I'll, I might as well just show you the map. Okay, you find yourselves here again. Standing uh, just here. Oops, there you go. So you guys are all standing in, in a holding hands and you find yourself just outside the building of of the um of the inn the sounds of nature are about you but otherwise the clearing is quiet you do not see the pig you do not see the goats the smoke that has been coming from the chimney is just a tiny curl of smoke that's coming up 
but everything is quiet. That's impressive, guys. We just teleported. It looks Quaker, like it Quaker does not seem to be focused on on that at all. Um, and it doesn't look like she she expected this to happen, but rather she's preoccupied with something else and seems to be a mixture of surprise, dread, and fascination. As part so, of that process that we've just been through, okay, I've been told to destroy the spark, which I believe is in conflict with Thorn or Clicker, who needs to keep the spark in order to find the library. Is that correct? I will say um, that was one hell of a ride. Yeah. Yes. Slight emphasis on hell. Uh, when I was told I need the spark to save my brother. I would assume from that that the other two of you have been told you need to do something with the spark. Yes. Um, well, some strange dude wants it. Who is oh, Who is I the don't strange? know. I've never seen him. Clicker? You can give me a history check as well, Thorn. She Clicker? starts she right. starts clicking for very slowly and silently at first and then um more excitedly you're 100 percent certain thorn that you do not remember having ever met that person i think it is a very important person and i need to fulfill their wish we so need to go to permastent so you have to give the spark to someone? Yes. So each of us has been told to do something that will confl conflict with each of us. What are we going to do? Here's a thing. The vision that I have is very um, specific to me and intense, but what I heard was a disembodied voice and I have had a number of um, fever dreams in my life so I'm not entirely sure I want to trust a disembodied voice I, I believe I believe the visions in some sense but I, I think if we all had these visions it could have been just this one oh boy how do I how do I put it in the words? I think none of us should trust our visions. I trust my vision. What did the voice sound like? Uh, in in my head, it sounded like like wind. Nothing really descriptive. I heard the voice. Of somebody I trust. My father. He wants... He wants it. Thorn? I mean, 
you have to look at this um, from another angle. How exactly uh, would your father father know anything about this spark for starters? But secondly, we um, I, I can count on my hand at least five people who want this spark for different things. What does that mean? Should we be giving it to anyone? That that sounds like um, there's going to be bloodshed no matter what. As you're talking, Thorn and Volga, you notice that Clicker's left arm is bleeding. Do okay. I notice that his arm's bleeding? No, you passively, you do not. If uh, so, either of you looks at her arm, she's going to follow your your gaze, sees it, and quickly tries to hide it. I mean, I'll, I'll be doing that, so that'll be a trigger there. <laughs> I yep. won't say anything, not yet she, at least. She, she's, she's trying to hide it or downplay it, um, realizing that completely hiding it is, is you know, it's too late. So uh, she she kind of yanks the, the arm back and uh, looks back at you guys and then slowly holds the arm up to her beak and uh, starts licking the blood off of it. So, Clicker, I mean, the, the person that uh, wanted the uh, spark from me seemed like some sort of uh, crazy powerful creature. I came riding on a giant scorpion, on a chair. I mean, on the scorpion, that's a bit weird, but, you know, uh, I got the impression that there was some sort of, you know, semi-deity or something. And what is the point mine too of was a, a deity scorpion? Who, my two, mine too was a deity that wanted me to bring the the spark to her to be destroyed so that's two gods and yet yours is your vision is your father who is your father a raven folk of course he has uh -huh. beautiful eyes i remember them very vividly now so i mean before um, you were captured, and, and probably a, um, a while after that, you had no idea about this spark, correct? No. So why would he keep that information from you and then now want it what, when you have it? Do you think I it think, is him? I think it's not my father, no. I think no. it's somebody who is very important to me, though, and they're taking the form of my father to be easier to understand. So now you have uh, some deceptive behavior. Yeah, or maybe it's somebody who wants to deceive you, so they would choose the form that you are most likely to trust. I don't think that they're trying to deceive me, because they know I can see through it. It's just a way to make it easier to accept. If so, they chose something that would look beautiful, like like a water creature, perhaps a fish, then then I would smell deception. But it's obvious that it's not my father. Okay, so. I have to ask, why do you think you can trust this person? And why were you trying to deceive us to start with? Why was I deceiving you? 
because you said it was your father when you clearly said afterwards that you knew it wasn't. Ah! You're asking very difficult questions. Uh huh. And I'd like the answer, please. Otherwise, we'll start not trusting you. I was not trying to deceive you. I don't know what it is. So and my cat now... is is about to take apart my door, like he's scratching <laughs> so hard. Be right back. Maybe it's a good time for a biology break because I I need a tea. All right. Yeah. But I mean, this is the point where he's said exactly the <laughs> well. Sorry, she has said the wrong thing, quite plainly in front of everyone. I'm going. Don't really? worry, we'll come back and inside check every oh. feather. <laughs> <laughs> don't know maybe maybe it made it easier for you to trust as well i can't tell you what it is exactly i just know that it has been with me for a long time and it reaches out to me when it's most important it gave me a gift she slowly looks down on her arm. Am I disconnected? What is happening? Why is nobody responding? Oh, are we taking a break? We're taking a break! Fuck! That was, that was... Yeah, okay. Cool, 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 cool. Guys, cool. Cool. Shit. Okay, back. What's going yeah, on? Yeah, yeah, cool, cool, cool. I just talked to myself for like two minutes. Role-playing <laughs> with nobody listening except for Craig. And I was like, how can I hear the music but nobody's saying anything? <laughs> Fuck! Too funny. <laughs> yeah, that's gonna be a good blooper. Good thing you recorded that. Yep. Fuck me. Can I have to do it all again? Yep. Yeah. I love, uh, I love that you guys insight check each other. That's hilarious. Insight check each other. Yeah, you guys do that every once in a while. Right there before before going away to get tea, Daria was like, I'm gonna insight check him. <laughs> yeah, I heard that. I, I heard I'm gonna that. I'm gonna I heard I'm gonna insight check every feather. And then I started role playing and suddenly everybody was just gone. Nobody responded to anything I was saying. That's what you get. I'm back. That's that's all your fault. That we we were all I there mean, listening, and we decided. My, my cat was scratching on my door for two minutes. I couldn't ignore it any longer. Really? Was it really your cat? Or was that role play as well? No, that was my cat. <laughs> he wanted to get inside. And when you opened the door, she, um, he or she just looked up at you and went, eh. 
and then went nah, away. He, he, <laughs> nah, he 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 always comes in. Like he wants to wants to cuddle, wants to eat. All right, then we will just pick up where we left off, where you guys were talking to Clicker. So basically, um, Thorn, Thorn looks at you, Click, and goes, "Well, um, you told me that uh, initially it was your father, and then um, you knew it wasn't your father, but you could trust them, and then you don't know who it is. So what is it, Clicker? Get your story straight." I don't know who it is exactly. I didn't. I, I thought maybe, maybe, maybe my father was more easy to understand for you too. If I told you that it was something that was living inside of me for a long time, then it would probably not be very trustworthy. So good inside him. Her, sorry. You just, you just have to trust me. I know it's it's good. Yeah, it right. Gave me that's, a gift. That's gonna happen. So I she did roll inside. Down, uh, she looks down at her arm. She says, uh, "It gave me a gift." The, the, uh, the damage. <laughs> oh, cool, 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 cool. Yeah, yeah. She's an open book for sure. Natural one in deception. <laughs> <laughs> so she's um, saying anything that's true. <laughs> so Clicker does not seem to know exactly and you can tell that whatever she believes is true um, and this may tie into, into other behaviors that were you know in, in the same wake basically where, where she was trying to hide something um and talking to other things or whatever. Um, there is there's this notion that clearly she does not believe that you're going to like it. I hold out my hand. I have no idea what you just said. Cool. <laughs> I don't either. That was, that was all over the place. So... Uh, <laughs> Clicker, so, when, when, when she says, okay. when she says all that, it's clear that th this this thing that talked to her, she believes is 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 you know tied to something that that has indeed been been there for a long while, but she also thinks that um, she, you're probably not gonna like it, which is why she's trying to dance around. Um, trying to... The skirt the subject. So yeah, clicker. skirt the subject. So clicker, you're gonna have to stop dancing, mate. So actually, I, I go make a little it plain, bit further. Make it simple so we know what it is that you're saying. I hold out my hand towards Clicker and go, okay, hand over the bag. You are not trusted with that bag. Do you hand it over? She looks from one person to the next. I like the back. Mm-hmm. Maybe you'll get it back later, but I've heard enough. Hand it over. 
We make decisions as a group, yes? <laughs> no, we don't. If we made decisions as a group, we wouldn't be doing what we're doing now. And we wouldn't be beating around the bush and talking in vagaries. We'd be coming up with concrete plans, concrete ideas. We'd be working as a team, not a bunch of vague individuals. Right now, each of us has been told we've got to do something with the spark that's in conflict with every other one of us. Right now, we're sitting in a realm that we have to get out of. Right now, we've got to take the spark to four different people. We can't even figure out what it is we're going to do next. Did you get any locations? So, do you know where they need to go? Yes. I know where I've been told to take it. Where? And I can tell you, and I can tell you now that this is clearly a classic divide and conquer thing. Whoever is manipulating what we saw is doing it to set it set ourselves against each other. I would like to I am out. going to wander off over here somewhere and I'm going to go and conjure me up a weapon. I'd like to point out that oh, if if lots of people want this thing, I think no one should have it. That's that's my gut feel. Yeah, and that would mean destroy it, which is exactly what I've been asked to do. And the problem I have with that is that I've been asked to destroy it, and yet that seems like the sensible thing to do. And that worries me as well, because by me destroying it, we're actually fulfilling someone's request. I'm going to wander over there and conjure myself up a weapon. Um, here's my question. Uh, what do you guys know about uh, Grandma Elwinkle? What does she want with the spark and what are her intentions? Nothing. Clearly, I'm not she... going to wander over there. I'm going to have to go back and join the conversation. Damn it. Grandma Elwinkle is a fee, a, quite a powerful fee, I might say, from, from um, the position she has. So she may not be a... Uh, how should I put it? A completely uh, evil, tyrannical character like uh, um, Clicker's father. However, um, she uh, may have her own needs for it, which I feel um, could be of deficit to others, intentionally or otherwise. Did she want the spark? I think she just wanted it out. Yeah, okay, so we can't we can't even agree whether she wants the spark or not. <sighs> one of you thinks she wants it out and the other one thinks that she wants the spark. What do we know? Did she say she wants the spark? I don't remember. History check. <laughs> So long as you remember that this is Norbit speaking as a mediator, because he has no idea about Grandma Elmtwinkle other than what you guys have said. Between Clicker and Thorn, who are the only ones who really would know, you guys can give me your history checks. Ha! 
<laughs> I love that. The one. third natural one for in wow. like four rolls. I think, yeah, I had I had four ones in a row, although one of those was a D4. Wow. God. The world is not li liking you at all today. Am I, am I rolling? Yes. Okay. Jesus. Oh, You're not sure. When Norbert asks you guys about what you recall of Elm Twinkles um, had, having said about the spark, you, you're struggling to remember at the moment because maybe right now the visions that you had are still plaguing your subconscious. Okay. So I sit here and I look at you two as you um and are and wander about and you can't remember what needs to be done or what she wants with it or what we're supposed to do next that means that leaving this realm okay by doing what you have said that she wants us to do become unconscious becomes a pretty risky move doesn't it well, we have to get out of this realm one way or another. We, re I mean, she did indicate that we don't have to go back to her. She told us that uh, we just have to go where we want to go in the dream world and then phase through it to uh, get to the reality. Clicker, is that is that your recollection of what she said? I am confident that's what she said. Yes, that's what she said. And we don't have to be unconscious. We can leave by tearing open the fabric of the dream, like we entered, I think. Yeah, I believe that's the case. Every time you say, I think. I'm thinking a lot. Yeah, I know, and I think means you don't know. That okay. is true. I, I know yeah. that she said that, so, but yeah. I don't know if we can leave. Like that. Remember, she told us she told us that all we had to do for her was to provide the uh, essence uh, to the uh, White King and um, I can't remember the other girl, but <laughs> that one, Zavosi. Thank you, Saffron and the Nightmare King, and and then um, we could leave. That's all she wanted for us. Incidentally, we have found this item that i assume is of immense power because as soon as we found it everybody wants it did elm twinkle we, we should remove it that was part of her assignment was it because that was my question yes i'm positive thorn just said that that it was to deliver um the contents of the vials to two different people Yes. And the spark was not part of it. Remove the spark because the spark was the thing that destabilized this dream. So Is we that need your to recollection, remove it. Thorn? No. History check again. <laughs> I mean, I could do another history check. Why not? It's up to, it's up to take a bit Because you got two different people having two different stories. You do realize that you're the best person at history checks, right? You're the yes. only one that's rolls. Like, so Norbert wasn't there. <laughs> <laughs> Norbert and was if dead. I was there, I'd be rolling history checks. And... Yeah. So. Yeah, so you recall that she had clearly stated that return the essence to Saffron and Nightmare King 
and get rid of the imbalance which she believed to be a spark. At no point did she say, bring it to me. That's all up to what you guys, however you interpret it as you like. She just said, get rid of it. So I would repeat that. And there's no clarity about how to get rid of it, where to get rid of it, or what to do with it. Yes, that's so what it I seems, So it seems to me that right, right now, we don't have to go back to her. We have the spark. I want my big gold Volkswagen. So I'm going to go over again to where I was before, conjure up a weapon, and see if I can conjure up a giant gold Volkswagen. What is a giant gold <laughs> Volkswagen? We've had this story before about the Volkswagen, which is the wagon on which the Volks go. Oh, you want... So you're actually a wagon full of Volks, okay? That's right. You get a large, yeah. But, well, let's just do the weapon one first. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'll turn, I'll turn to Volker. Yeah, you three chat amongst yourselves while I go over here and... and what am I rolling? Wisdom. A wisdom. That's fine. He, he can roll and you guys can do it. Wow, crit... Thanks. Pass me a weapon, your majesty, and we'll see if it's stable. You can just wait. Let the other guys okay. do what they're going to do now. So I, I turn to Volk and go, you, you've been uh, quite uh, quiet here. Um, I would be happy to hear your opinion, Volk. Uh, here's my opinion. We know we probably... We know almost for sure, I would say, that we can't trust the vision that Clicker had. I have a feeling that I should not trust entirely the vision that I had. I'm not sure yet what you and Norbert saw. I mean, my impression so far is that we should not trust any of them because it's way too coincidental that we all got the vision at the same time. It's very likely it they were coming from the same source. As Norbert said earlier, it, to you, you're not said, there. Yeah, you're off concentrating on your weapon as they're discussing this. Yes. Well, I mean, I for one do not trust that uh, creature that uh, approached me. Uh, I mean, I have been exposed to uh, smaller black scorpions before in in the real world, and they have been helpful to me. But uh, I feel like I, I feel like there is a a uh, hidden, hidden uh, need or uh, uh, hidden use behind this to uh, get me to trust them, and I do not trust much. Speaking of trust, Clicker, hand over the bag. <laughs> oh, I love it. Clicker is again. Her eyes are darting between between Volga and Thorn, and then eventually also Norbit without her head moving. You can just see these. These are uh, small uh, buttons moving about. Don't make me force you. We make group decisions. I'm part of the group. Folga, do you think he should be handing over the bag? Well, how about this? We open the bag together and you pull out the jar 
And then you identify it. Well, That's I was something you can do. That is, and I was planning to do that. Good. Initially. I don't know how I will go, though, because I, I felt that uh, wave of nausea when you opened it. Yes, yes. That is, that's something, that's why I don't want to take it out. I know. I wasn't going to take it out. I, was I just, gonna... I, I feel like that you have not indicated who you are, um, who this person you are talking to or entity you are talking to. You trust this entity seemingly implicitly and that entity wants this spark. Don't you think from our side that's a dangerous combination? You see these eyes? I have seen things Unimaginable horror. People burning alive because of me. And ever since, something was lurking. It was waiting to come and pick me up. And I think during the last few weeks, it has finally found me and I feel at home. I believe it has to do with that. This is Ivan. I'm also known as Gregory Dog, the Hammerdog Games Community Manager, and I'm playing Clicker, a Ravenfolk locksmith. Hello, my name is Atua, and I will be playing Thorn of the Tiefling Bard. Hi, I'm Darium. I'm playing as Vargashelis, the Farlock Druid. I'm Mick and I play Norbit. And then there is me. I am Dagaba and you're listening to a Crimson Nib podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at Crimson Nib or at Facebook.com slash Crimson Nib. If you've enjoyed what you've heard, please rate and review me on Google Podcasts, iTunes, or wherever you get your podcasts. So until next time, good people. Adieu.